Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Do I have to change my name? Will it get me far? Should I lose some weight? Am I Do gonna I be have a to change star? My name? Will it get me far? Should I lose some weight? Am I gonna I be a change Will it get me far? Try to be a boy. I try to be a girl. I try to be a mess. I try to be the best. I guess I did it wrong. It's why I wrote this song. This type of modern life is it for me? This type of modern life is it for you? So I went into a bar looking for sympathy, a little company. I tried to find a friend. It's more easily said. It's always been the same. This type of modern life is not for me. This type of modern life is not for me. Oh, American life. American life. I live the American dream. American dream. Oh, the best thing I've seen. You are not just a dream. Tried to stay on top. I tried to play the part, but somehow I forgot just what I did it for and why I wanted more. This type of modern life is it for me? This type of modern life is it for me? You know I'm satisfied. I got a lawyer and a manager, an agent and a chef, three nannies and assistant and a driver and. 
with you. I'm just living out the American dream, and I just realized that nothing is what it seems. everybody welcome to the off limits show it's saturday july the 4th happy independence day yay america the great the beautiful yay uh, welcome to the show so we are celebrating july the 4th um it is our wonderful independence day um and i wanted to um actually had a little political discussion tonight and i wanted to play that for you um with amy peacock she has a uh, she's kind of a um she, well, she is a libertarian. Uh, she has a show, uh, and, and I wanted to call into her show. We talked about uh, some gay issues she had. Um, she actually entitled her show something about to the effect of, are, is the gay agenda over, or is the gay agenda going to morph into something else? Is it really about equality, or is it about having more power? Something kind of pissed me off a little bit. So I thought I would call in, and I did, and we talked about it. So we had a pretty good discussion about this and also about politics in general, politi- political philosophy. Um, so I thought I would, uh, we'd go over that tonight on the show and also, um, to talk about a few things like we always do on the show, but, um, I wanted to, um, also, um, discuss the gay marriage aftermath a little bit about that, but it's going to be a short show. just wanted to go over this briefly and I'm back with a full show on Tuesday, actually with a couple of co-hosts. We're going to talk about, a few things I'm trying to, um, uh, kind of morph into, uh, back into what the show once was in terms of having guest hosts and guests talking with me. Cause it's always much more fun when I can talk to someone than sit here rambling on by myself. Of course, you know, you love it, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring them on for, for the gay mass shows only. Um, and then the off limit show shows I'll still do myself. Um, but I wanted to, uh, change it up just a little bit, but in the interim, um, by the way, if you've never heard my show before, you can always get an off limit show com. You can hear the show live there when the show is on the air um, by going to offlimitshow.com, clicking on listen live when the show is broadcasting. I always put a tweet out and Facebook and uh, whatever, you know, I can uh, on groups and things on Facebook as well about the show when it's starting. So you'll always know if you're on Twitter, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Off Limits Show. Also on Facebook, Off Limits Radio, Off Limits Show, um, I think both of those. And then, um, also you can listen to the show on podcast, uh, at iTunes and I'm on iHeartRadio as well. If you want to hear the edited version, because they're, they're very strict about what can and cannot be put on the air. Um, but if you want to hear the edited version of the show, or if you're part of, or a member already of iHeart radio or iheart.com you can go there and listen to the show um be sure to go to spreaker.com also to listen to the show there in its full entirety so um anyway let me go ahead and uh let's play 
um, my discussion with her. Uh, it's about 30 minutes long, and then uh, we'll discuss it. I'll be right back. Well, maybe not. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm not sure what. Oh, I know what I did. Sorry. Volume would be good. Okay, here we go. Be right back after this. I thought I would call in. Sure. So in terms of my perspective, I am for same-sex marriage, but mm-hmm. I am but I'm against the government prohibiting private discrimination against same-sex couples. So and it's sort of what it's sort of what you might call the libertarian position. So I think, for example, the baker should be able to say, no, I'd rather not bake the cake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, yeah. And I, I kind of agree with you to some extent. Let me say this. I think that gay people uh, should be able to have all the same rights as everyone else. We should, and I'm gay, so we should have the same rights as everyone else, in my opinion. But I do think that when it comes to dictating whether a baker, for example, makes a cake or um, a stationary person wants to make uh, wedding invitations or not for a gay couple or not. That's up to them. I don't really care if they want to or not. I wouldn't want to part um, to patronize a place that didn't want me as a client right. anyway. So yeah, you know, there, there's always there's always been that joke. You know, it's like okay, here's here's the cake that you forced me to bake. I hope you enjoy it. It would be a terrible cake, right? Now, just to be clear. I, I would never myself discriminate against same-sex couples if I was offering one of these services. And I, I think it would be bad to do so. And I'm all for, you know, calling out as bad people who would discriminate against same-sex couples and stuff. But I just don't think the government should force. And I certainly don't think somebody who doesn't bake a cake should get a $130,000 fine for not doing it. I agree with you. I mean, I do. I think it was ridiculous that they were forced to. It's just like for me, for example, if I if I had a bakery, for example, and there were some right wing Republican who wanted me to put the Confederate flag on a cake and I hate gays, I hate fags, whatever, I wouldn't want to do it. And then I would be I would be subjected to the same kind of punishment. I don't think so. <laughs> so right. I don't think it's right either way. I agree with you on that fact. Yeah. Okay, so so actually we agree more than you initially thought when you first got into our chat room over here. On that I do, but you did say something about the LGBT movement, whether it's a movement or isn't a movement or something. Can you reiterate what you were saying? Yeah, so the idea is do all the people in those four categories really have that much in common? And actually to take it even a step further, the next article that I have um, basically talks about how marriage isn't really the whole thing that what it's what it's about, and it goes on to basically unify all LGBT people within a broader progressive political movement, and starts urging that you know we all unite with immigrants and these other groups and these other groups for so-called social justice, and you know, socialized everything, including preschool all the way up through college and socialized medicine and everything else. And that really it's just one step towards the broader social justice agenda. And I don't know that you would want to lump everybody who has, you know, certain sexual orientation 
into that sort of political group. I don't know what specific uh, article you're referring to because I haven't read it. But oh yeah, the, no, I, I'll, I'll I'll tell you real quick. It's it's um, and actually all the articles that we talk about I have over at the blog at don'tletitgo.com, so you can check out everything that I got um, over there. And this article is from uh, thenation.com, and the headline okay. is "What's What's Next for the LGBT Movement." Mm-hmm. And, and I think that what my sentiment from that, from what you're telling me anyway, uh, what I think the meaning of that is, is, is different than what I, what I hear you saying. What I hear you saying is, is, is it's as if that gay community has all along had some agenda that we had a bigger, broader agenda all along, and this is just part of it, and we saw these other things we want to lop ourselves onto. Um, and in some degree, that's true, but I think what it's really saying, or what I feel anyway to be the truth, is that the gay community, one of the biggest milestones of our fight for equality has been gay marriage, obviously. Since we've overcome right. that obstacle, we've achieved it now. What's next for us? And I don't think it means that we're not trying to still have the same um, ideology in terms of what we want to accomplish. But, I mean, we have other things, people who have helped us in our journey for equality in this realm. And we want to help them as well, whether it's with people who are, you know, feminists or with um immigrants or whatever it might be. So we're saying we want to help. I think what it's saying, and I, this is what I feel, is that mm-hmm. we want to help other causes achieve success as well. It's not necessarily becoming the same thing and melding into one. It's just that we want to use our clout and our power to also help other people who've helped us along the way. That's what I see. Well, so for instance, if you were talking about helping feminists, what would you try to help them do? Well, and feminism is, you know, a broad term, I think, but everyone thinks of it differently. But I think that feminism basically just means equality for women on the same level as men in every respect. So, for example, having the same pay, you know, 70 cents a dollar, whatever it is. So then, so then basically you would say go ahead and force an employer to pay a woman the same if you happen to be a government bureaucrat who doesn't see why the woman doesn't have the same qualifications as a man in a particular situation. Is that the idea? No. Uh, a woman should be paid the same as a man for the same job with the same qualifications. So if she but that's the, the thing. I mean, there's, there's no two people who are ever exactly the same. So then who makes that judgment? The person that makes the judgment is the person who's hiring them, the HR department. They say, well, we have a woman. Let's say we have, we have Jane and we have John next to each other. Right. John and Jane both went to similar Ivy League schools. John and Jane both have similar backgrounds in terms of what they've accomplished in terms of their career. They have the same number of years, et cetera. They know the same software, whatever they do. And so you compare them in that, that way. And I'm not saying, obviously, no one is exact. You're absolutely right. But you have a disparity in pay for a woman and a man for the same job with the same qualifications. How could that ever be? equitable or you know it's not right so 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 for example suppose um your whatever government agency would be in charge of enforcing this okay so you find a company and there seems to be a man and a woman that are the same as you know you were describing in all those various categories and the Mm -hmm. woman is making five thousand a year less than the man or something so what do you do to the company well, you either pay them, you either tell them they have to pay her the same and they have to make the make up the difference, I think, in terms of what the, she hasn't been paid over the time period she's been there. Or from that point on, they have to continue to pay her uh, whatever she's supposed to be paid. I mean, I think it's just to make up the back 
pay. That's and if if jail. if they if they refuse to do it, you what? Confiscate penalize assets? No, penalize them probably with a fine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's confiscate assets, I'm not, basically. I'm, not obviously, I'm obviously not the government, so I don't know what they would do. Well, right, but I mean, what I'm getting to basically is that you're going to be forcing employers to act a certain way other than they would want to on the free market. I don't know. it's not about the free market. It's about discrimination. It's about inequality. If you have a woman and a man doing the same job for the same, for different pay, how is that fair? Because you, maybe you think well, I mean, may, probably, probably it's. I mean, if if the hypothetical actually does exist, and again, you know, who equal, not equal, and yes, there are sexists out there. But if there's some guy who's a sexist and he's determined to pay qualified women less than the men, wouldn't you rather just let the free market take care of that and let the woman go find a job where she's valued? more equally as opposed to bringing government force into the situation? No, because the free market people, I mean, you said you were a libertarian, right? Well, I mean, I would, libertarian is probably what I would relate to you as, but actually I'm an objectivist. I'm an objectivist, which is very similar in terms of politics, right? Well, I just, I just often hear that from libertarians about the free market, et cetera, letting Mm -hmm. it ride free, whatever. And that's, that's all well and good as long as you're being treated equally and things are fine. But that's the problem with the free market is that the free market has to be regulated to some degree. I'm sorry, it's not really free. It never has been and never will be, in my opinion. And to just let things be free, no matter what, whatever happens. Well, happens but so what I, what I mean by free is that nobody is forced to act against their best judgment, right? Now, of course, if, everybody's, if everyone's going to be free to act according to their best judgment, that means that some people's best judgment is going to be irrational and racist and horrible and disgusting. But I would just rather let those people fail and be ostracized and boycotted and still leave everybody else free to act according to their best judgment so that we can... That's not realistic. That's not what happens in the free market. The reality is the corporate greed mongers (laughs) are the ones who are in control they're the ones who stay in control and they're the ones who do what they want to do regardless of what the law is, generally speaking. And this is the only way to keep things equal. And, and by the way, whoever said in the uh, chat room, John Roberts, we just moved from equality to fairness. Well, to me, they're the same thing. So. Well, see, and that's really what is in, you know, being said in some of these articles that I've got linked to is that you move from equality to so-called fairness. And fairness would be the government coming in and dictating a so-called fair distribution of assets and basically then what you're doing is you are forcing people to act against their best judgment i mean let me ask you would you want the government to come in with every paycheck that you have and tell you how you should spend it i'm self-employed so it's not a problem for me (laughs) well if Um, i I mean you know and here here's another thing right you know you talk about oh the corporate greed mongers and stuff so many people in this economy today, especially with the internet out there, are able to be self-employed people. Mm-hmm. Um, the The whole old model I, that every everybody has to go work for a big, evil corporation. I mean, first of all, I don't think big corporations are evil necessarily. I've heard some awesome stories about some really cool corporations to work for. I think some are good and some are bad, just like people. Some are good or some are bad. But Mm -hmm. I think there is enough 
information sharing out there that on the free market, the talent is going to go to the best available offer, other things being equal, if people are allowed to. Do you feel that that's the way things have gone thus far in this country, that things that you just allow things to be and everything corrects itself and everything's fine and what's going to happen is going to happen. Well, I mean, I mean, think, think, think about this. I mean, would, would you rather have it to centralize control by a government? I mean, most of our politicians in Washington right now are lining their own pockets at our expense and it's all full of corruption and backroom deals and everything else. Why? Because they have total control over so it's many corporations. See, corporations don't have the ability to force people, though. All corporations can do is spend money and hire and fire. No, that, that's not true. The corporations in, in le, unless they work through government, unless they work through cronyism, right? Corporations have a great deal of power over people's lives, especially when you've been working for a corporation for many, many years. You're high-powered or whatever. You make a lot of money, and you're maybe worked for them for 20 years, and now you're in your 50s or something like that, and you get fired, and it's really hard to find a job again. And they, that's how they control people. I mean, it, it, it's not true that corporations don't have power to control just the way the government does. They both do. And I'm certainly not someone who, who believes the government is is all good and great. I mean, government is evil just the way corporations are evil. But to me, they're both evil. And they both have good sides as well. They have good and bad to both. I mean, nothing is one Well, of I mean, the, you know, the, the biggest thing is, you know, government can just come and completely confiscate your money. There's been all sorts of stories about civil forfeiture of people's assets lately, right? That, you know, you happen to be carrying $10,000 cash when, you know, some police officer doesn't think you're supposed to, and they take it and you never see it again. I mean, only government can do that, right? The corporation can fire you or whatever and do something unjust but i mean people move people people move from job to job now way more than they used to the old model of somebody going to work you know for a company and staying there for their entire career and then getting the gold watch at the end that just doesn't happen nearly as much anymore absolutely true yeah absolutely true but i don't think that the answer is to let people to depend on corporations to do quote unquote the right thing is just as, as ignorant as for me to, to rely on the government to do, quote-unquote, the right thing in every situation. But so the question is, I guess, do you, you know, allow the government to control it? That's what you're asking me, maybe. the government control the situation, or do you want the corporation or the people, as you say, to control the situation? I think the situation should be controlled equally to some degree. I think that you both have some, so, some sort of uh, power in the situation and some sort of... Um, um, repercussions for their actions. So I think that's a balanced approach to, to having government and corporations uh, is fair. Would now, see, so, well, I, I would disagree with it in the way that you're formulating it because really what you're talking about is having some initiation of force by government against actors in the market mainly, you know, mm-hmm. corporations, employers, and everything else. And I believe that there should not be any initiation of force, that government should be there only when there is an actual rights violation. So mm-hmm. you might think a corporation is behaving unfairly in a certain way if, for example, it lets go someone who's in their 50s or something, right? Um, 
But, you know, why is why is a corporation letting somebody in their 50s go? That person's got so much experience and presumably would still be a very valuable member. Uh, so, I, really, I think the loss would be theirs if they're doing this, right? So, I mean, there's there's people who behave irrationally and they should suffer for it. No, and that's it. They cost, they cost a lot more to them than having two 20-year-olds fill their same shoes. Corporations are all about what? Money. That's the bottom line. That's why they're formed. They're about making money, making profit, nothing else. Yeah. That's the directive. And that's but why a, they fire a year old. But a but a good a good corporation, a good corporation would know that a fifty some odd year old with all kinds of wisdom and experience is not going to be able to be replaced by the, you know, the that's two twenty year olds as it were. It's not it's not gonna be the same. That's not realistic. I mean I'm I mean I'm sorry, but that's just an unrealistic view. The, real, the realistic view is, the, the truth mm-hmm. is, that corporations do this all the time to people in that, that age bracket, specifically. Ageism is something that's very rampant, especially in corporations, and because of the reason I just gave you. So, I mean, I agree with you, of course, that getting rid of a 50-year-old for those reasons is stupid. And Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. In the long term, the long range, and I'm sure that not every corporation does that, but there are many corporations that do do that for the exact reason I gave you, because it's about profit. Well, profit. and I and I th- I think those ones are really going to suffer, and I would like to let the the market decide these issues. And you know, and again, it it goes down to basically the imperative, and I think it is an imperative of allowing people to be free to act according to their own judgment. And I'm coming from the view of uh, the philosopher Ayn Rand, where she has observed. Yeah, no wonder (laughs) we disagree, right? No wonder we disagree. Um, But, you know, she observed that the way that we survive as human beings is by our reason, by our rational faculty. That is how, for instance, this whole blog talk radio that we're talking over right now could be created. Somebody had to invent this, right? It's through our reason that we sustain our lives. And so she thinks that insofar as you prevent human reason from operating, then you are cutting off people's ability to sustain their lives. And the thing that you need for reason to operate is to be left free, no initiation of force. And that would be, you know, not through government either. So if if somebody violates rights, if somebody else initiates force, of course, government should step in and do something about it. If there's fraud, force, et cetera. But if not, if somebody is just being an irrational actor in the market by, for instance, you know, unjustly letting an employee go when they have the legal right to do so, no, you just let the market decide things like that. You let that person yeah, suffer. I, I, I mean, 
people have often said, and I'm sure you probably agree with this, that you know, just because something is legal doesn't make it right. And so I think of course, we are of course. talking about these things here. You know, what I'm driven by is, as I started to say at the beginning, it, it, I, what I'm driven by is equality, and I'm driven by what is right, what's fair, or whatever. And you're driven, what I'm hearing you say, and maybe I'm wrong, what you're primarily driven by is just let things be. As long as it's not something about equality or whatever you're saying, it, let's let it be what it's going to be, and the market will correct itself, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I don't agree Well, you know, the, I mean, the, the, what, what is your argument for equality? Why, for instance, because pe- people are not born completely equal, for example. So, no. so why is it that government should try to make equal in terms of outcome or anything else? No one starts off in this world on equal footing, if that's what you mm-hmm. mean by being equal, or do you mean right. inherently equal because of their human traits? What do you mean by equal exactly? Well, people don't start out equal. People don't make choices that put them in positions that are equal, right? Some people make a lot of better choices than other people. That so to do with being equal inherently as a person, as a human being. Being a human being, being born in this world, in my, this is how I see it, being mm-hmm. born in this world, you're born equal, period. Whether you are born into equal circumstances or not is, of course, not true. I mean, well, I mean, I, I, you know, one thing that our founding fathers brought to us and we thank them for this weekend was making us equal before the law. Of course, they made some mistakes in our founding and not everybody was equal before the law for quite a while. But the basic principle of being equal before the law was in our founding documents, if not, you know, perfectly applied. So equal before the law, sure. But being equal before the law and then being equal in terms of resources or compensation is a whole different thing. We, we are not born with equal talents or anything else. And how can the law, you know, or and how can it justly try to make up for this? And, and why should it? It means to me that what it's doing and how it can is essentially to just make everyone to have an equal opportunity. That's what it's about. Opportunity, access to the same opportunities, meaning whether or not someone takes advantage of them or not, it's on that person. Whether someone has access to a college education or to business loans or whatever the case may be, to good credit or whatever it might be, if they have access to it and they can you know, obtain it, then fine. If they do, fine. If they don't, that's their own choice. Meaning, so meaning the government... Government should impose force in order to create this equal access in some way because somebody's got to pay for it, right? Yeah, and I'm I'm absolutely fine with that, and that's I'm a liberal, so yeah. I'm fine see, with government. See, and 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 this is this is where this is at the basic root where we disagree. And really, what you're you're coming from, what I would call a Rawlsian perspective, right? Rawls okay, would yeah. say. You know, if, if we all decide from behind the veil of ignorance what we think the rules should be, then we all agree that, you know, you were not born deserving whatever advantages that you have or your talents or your looks or anything else. You weren't born with that. And so, therefore, we need to have some sort of redistributive mechanism in society to make up for the fact that some people were, you know, through no accomplishment of their own, given the rich parents or the looks and the whatever, right? It's it's kind of that you didn't that you didn't build that kind of thing, right? That's not quite what I believe, but it's close. Okay. That's not quite what I believe. Because I don't believe that, you know, you're saying I want to redistribute wealth or whatever, blah, 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 just so that everyone's equal. No, I still think that everyone is equal. I'm just saying that when I say 
people should be able to have access to these things and opportunities. The government doesn't necessarily have to spend money necessarily to do that. It doesn't have to be the government that does it. I'm talking generally about society as a whole ensuring that we have equal rights legally. So the same access, for example, gays, gays and lesbians have the same access to gay marriage and and to be able to adopt in the same legal... Right, but you were saying, for example, that the government should force employers to pay a couple different employees the same salary um, if... Right. So, so that's you are talking about having yeah. government. Government is going to be forcing people to act in certain ways against their will to achieve measures of equality. Yes, and right? it's necessary. Just like it wasn't slavery and many other things in this country. Yes, absolutely, because it's necessary. Right. Because human beings do not do the right thing. We only do the right thing when we are forced to do it. That's the truth. Um, okay, but but first of all, no no one is behaving morally if they're behaving at the point of a gun. So you can't enforce morality anyway. But in in terms of access and opportunities and equality, the same. The net result hmm? is the same. The net result is the same because someone's being forced to uh, hire black people in affirmative action or whatever, uh, or allow them to go to certain colleges. Just because they're being forced to do it doesn't mean right. that the result different than whether they chose to do that. I mean, I mean, you know, for, first of all, I don't know that any sort of affirmative action or any of this is actually even good for the recipient. It's it's doubtful whether it is. But the, again, again, you know, the, the, the basic thing and, and really what I'm going to have to do is, is have, you know, leave you to maybe go read it even if you're interested. But there is an article by Rand and it's available free online and it's called The Objectivist Ethics. And in it, she defends this root idea of reason as our means of survival and the necessity of reason being left free to operate. That if you want human beings to live as human beings, as the type of beings that they are, they need to be free to act according to their own judgment. And insofar as you bring government in to force people to behave certain ways, what you're doing is you're undermining the operation of reason. And you might think you're doing it for good reasons, but really what you're doing is you're undermining the whole basic method of human survival in the process. And so it's a self-defeating oh. sort of thing. That's really the perspective from where I come. So the, you know, the, oh. the idea of, of forcing people to, you know, treat each other well, you're applying force, you're undermining our essence as a human being. So all of the things that we as human beings, specifically in this country or in the, the world, I guess, but specifically in this country in America, that we've been forced to do by the government because uh, human beings would not do it on their own and should never have been forced to do in the first place. All the changes in legislation, the constitutional amendments, everything we've been forced to do by government, we should never have been forced to do it all. Well, I mean, some of the things, so for example, if we had hey, wait, in, enforced enforced segregation, right? Enforced segregation is evil because is that's line? government applying force. So if you have the federal government coming to the state governments where the states had imposed segregation and the federal government says, no, you cannot do that, this is all good. Whenever the government retaliates against those who initiate force, the government is behaving morally, right? But again, the, the core principle is that f initiation of force should, meet, should be no part of a human relationship. There should be no initiation of force. 
Hmm? But you've already said it that it should never happen, and it's happened. You're saying in some cases it should happen, in other cases it shouldn't. So when there's the it, line. no, because there's there's retaliatory force and there's initiation. So mm-hmm. it's the difference between self defense and a robber, right? So if if the robber comes to you with a gun, you're allowed to defend yourself. And I guess you're in Texas, so question. you're really allowed to defend yourself in Texas. That's a moral question that you yourself are making a, making a judgment on, just as if I, what I was saying were done. It's no different than the government making a moral, moral judgment, whether it's you or someone else. It's the same thing. Well, but I mean, it, it's, some, it's something that we could objectively see. We could say, who is it who is initiating force in a particular situation? What came to my mind was, um, wasn't there an old Star Wars movie? And the issue was whether Han Solo um, fired at the bad guy I can't remember and they they did an edit and they tried to make it take out or something but the point is the other guy tried to hit him and then Solo got him or I don't know whatever but the point is is that we can all watch and we can see it's reduced to the physical level who is it that behaved in a way that constituted an initiation of force first and then who was the retaliation and that's really it it's it makes all the difference philosophically because the person who resorts to the force first is the evil one. <laughs> okay, so the person that resorts to force first is the evil one. So someone who, for example, is in, I don't know, they're walking down the alley and uh, there is a bunch of uh, thugs and they're looking at them and have their knives out and about to kill them or something. Someone who punches the guy out with a knife first is the one to blame. Not no, no, because that's a, they're, they're, they're the threatening ones. I mean, a threat is also resorting to force, right? If, but if there's, if, there's no, if there's no sign of threat and then you just pull your gun out and shoot the person, then you're the one who resorted to force first, right? We can be objective about this. But- All right, so that's the conversation that we had. I wanted to play it for you because I wanted to discuss it. It's kind of a political show tonight. <clears throat> and I wanted to talk about the ridiculousness of some of her arguments and how I feel um, this is part of the problem. And I think she means well. I think she seems like to be a perfectly, I know, I don't know. She seems to be intelligent. It doesn't mean she's not cuckoo, but it doesn't, she's intelligent. Um, and she actually has uh, some good points that she made. Um, they're just not really well thought out in my opinion, because when you talk about this and she's obviously, she's talked about Anne Ryan. Now, Anne Ryan, if you don't know who she was, um, she wrote Atlas Shrugged and Atlas Shrugged was this book. It was in the fifties, I think, or I think it was in the fifties, um, <clears throat> the late fifties or whatever called Atlas Shrugged. And it was essentially about this guy who is basically about, so, I mean, I don't know if you've ever read it. It's kind of hard to explain. It's not hard to explain really, but it's about basically the fact that everybody is responsible for themselves. And she had what was called object, a philosophy called objectivism. That's what she kept saying in the interview when I was talking to her about objectivism, being objective, being objective, blah, 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 blah. And it's easy to think that way and, and try to be self-centered and narcissistic about everything and, and think you should only think about yourself and how it affects you and whatever. And this is really the, the crux of their belief. And really it's all about themselves and what's out, what you can get for yourself. And, and there's only certain people in the world who really are smart enough or well off enough or whatever to really make things, um, to make society move forward. And, and it's really a really bad, uh, arrogant belief system. And so talking about gay rights and all that stuff, you know, she said that, you know, she said, do gay, does the GLBT community 
have that much in common with one another, the gays, the lesbians, the bi, and the transgender people? Well, I would answer absolutely, you know, unequivocally, yes, we do have a great deal in common with one another. Obviously, the common the commonality we have between us is we're fighting for equality within our uh, based on our sexual orientations. Gays, gay men loving other gay men, and lesbians liking other women, and bisexuals liking both sexually, and transgender people about their gender identity. So it's all sexually sexually related or whatever. So yes, we have a lot in common, and I don't understand where that kind of thought. Comes comes from or, or why someone would even say that. But um, she had said that our goal now was to unify the GLBT movement into a broader movement among the, you know, the immigration um, movement or whatever, immigrant movement or whatever I'm going to call it, uh, and everything else and on the other agendas in the world, political society. And um, as I said to her, obviously, yes, we want to help other people like feminists or feminism and other things that a lot of gay people, GLBT people in general believe in. And there's nothing wrong with that. And somehow that makes us to be these Machiavellian people who have all along had this plan to simply gain and garner power so we can control the government somehow or control the nation's uh, social conscience. I don't know what she's trying to say, but um, it's just always funny to me when people, and she considers herself to be mostly libertarian or an objectivist, as she called herself, which is basically meaning an Anne Ryan nutbag. Um, I, was, I shouldn't call her a nutbag. I don't mean she's crazy. I just mean people who believe in the Anne Ryan thing really are kind of nuts to me because really it doesn't make sense. And it really doesn't take into consideration, for example, the ideology, ideology of uh, Anne Ryan's book, Atlas Shrugged, essentially, doesn't take into consideration um, poverty, for example. Um, it says basically laissez-faire is the whole idea of her philosophy. She kept saying, just let things be, let the free market take care of it. Well, we all know what happens when you let government or the free market in general or co corporations or whatever take care of something. The corporation, as I was telling her, is out only for one thing. It's out for money. All it wants is to make money. That's its modus operandi. That's what it's all about is money. So anything that impedes its, uh, <clears throat> its, uh, obtaining money, um, is in its way. So that means civil rights or what's right for people that work for them, <clears throat> whatever the case may be, if it gets in the way of that directive, they don't give a fuck. And so corporations are not someone you can trust because they're, their motivation is based only on greed and money. And that's the truth. I don't care if it's a small corporation like my own or a large one, a corporation has very little heart. Generally speaking, it doesn't mean they don't all not. They're all like that. I mean, there's ones like Starbucks, but Starbucks of course wants to make a buck too. And they use their philanthropic work and their desire to help society to also raise their public profile and to help them uh, get, sell more coffee. So, while they're doing good, they're also still making more money because of the good they're doing. So it's not like it's a completely unselfish uh, motive they have. It doesn't mean that the work they're doing is not valuable or needed. It just means that they also have a profit motive behind that as well. <clears throat> so uh, corporations you cannot trust. The government, of course, um, has to be trusted. The government is here for the people, in my opinion. It's here for the people. It's made up of the people. It's supposed to be made up of us. And of course, as she said, I do agree with her. There's a lot of cronyism. There's a lot of um, a lot of um, negative bullshit going on in, in, in Washington and in the, in, in the government or whatever in general. But it doesn't mean that, that 
there's nothing good about the government, that the government's completely inherently evil. As I said to her, I do believe the government's evil. I believe corporations are evil. I think there's also good in both. There's good in both. So, you know, there's a balance between them. And yeah, there's a lot of bad shit about corporations and there's a lot of bad shit about the government. But there's a lot of good things as well. And we need both, in my opinion. But we also need to remember the bottom line is people. We, the people of the United States of America, we are the people that matter. And whether we're gay, lesbian, bi, transgender, queer, questioning, whatever we are, we are um, Americans and we are the ones that have the power. We're supposed to be the ones that have the power. That's what this fucking country is all about. We, the people, have the power, not the government, not the corporations, you know, and although it's turning into that with corporations these days. So anyway, all the bullshit she was talking about that really annoyed me as well. But um, by the way, her name is Amy Pickett. You can go to her blog, don't let go, don't let it go.com. Um, she's, you can go there if you're, if you're inclined to think or agree with her on anything. Um, <clears throat> what else? Um, she said, Oh, forcing employers and things like that. Of course we want to have equality. You know, someone in our chat room had said something, a snide remark about how we moved from equality to fairness. And to me, equality and fairness are equatable. They are the same thing. Equality is fair and fairness means you are equal. So it is absolutely one and the same and absolutely um, an important thing to uh, be concerned about. And most of we liberal people like myself are concerned about equitable treatment under the law and in this country and having our rights uh, being the same. And the way that she and had kind of poo-pooed my idea or as if it was something that we shouldn't be concerned about is ridiculous. And the fact that she continued to say that we should just let the market take care of everything. Well, if we did that, we would still have slavery. We would still have um, no interracial marriage. We would have, we would have no gay marriage. We had no gay rights, period. We'd have no rights for women. We have, I mean, there's a bazillion things. And this was my point I was trying to make to her that you cannot allow people to self govern everything about themselves. I'm sorry. Um, and what I mean by self govern is you can't allow everybody to just decide, well, this is what's right for society because, um, because it makes more money or, it's the way it's always been. You have to treat everyone the same. That's the driven, the drive behind the American dream. That's the drive behind the American, uh, the idea of America is that everyone is equal. And, um, she'd said something about how no one's born equal. <laughs> I can believe she said that, you know, she said, no one is born equal. And it says, it says in our constitution that all men are born equal <laughs> or created equal rather. Right. Isn't that what it says? Or am I just like fucking remembering something else? I don't know, but I think it does say in our constitution, you know, all men are created equal and, or is that the bill of rights? I don't know, but whatever the fuck it is, it's part of our national, um, culture and our national, uh, heritage and our history. And for her to say that we are not created equal is so ridiculous. And so this is what frightens me by people who call themselves objectivists or people who follow Ayn Rand or Rand or Rind or whatever, um, because they don't use their fucking brains. Now, obviously, as I was telling her, when you're born, I do believe everyone when they're born at birth is exactly equal in terms of their humanity. And in terms of humanity, we are all born equal. However, as I said to her, we're all born into different, we're born into in unequal circumstances. You know, some people are born very wealthy. Some people are born very poor. Some people are born 
uh, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, depending on what country you're living in, that could be a plus or negative, any of those races. So it just depends on your particular circumstances, whether or not you have equal footing when you're starting out. And very few people have equal footing when they're starting out. That's true. But we are all born equal. And I believe that in my soul. Um, I don't believe one man, one woman, gay, straight, lesbian, bi, transgender, you know, heterosexual, whatever. Uh, Christian, um, Christian, Buddhist, atheist, whatever is better than another person just because they are something else. They're not. Humanity is humanity. And then she said also, um, uh, what else did she say? Um, yeah, I guess that's it. That's all I want to say about that. <laughs> I wanted to say that because it was very important that you don't allow people to act as if the gay rights movement is somehow a um, a ruse to get more power. Of course we want power and we want to be able to wield the power that we've created all of these years because we were powerless for millennia. You know, we were powerless for a very, very long time. We had no power at all. Just like African-Americans were powerless in this country anyway, um, for many, many, many hundreds of years. And, um, we want to have equality and meaning the same rights and the same type of representation. So I think the next thing for us in terms of our agenda, which I don't think is changing generally, but as she was trying to say, but our, our next phase, as I said on my previous show, um, obviously looking at transgender rights, things like that, but also just looking at being treated equal in society in terms of our representation in society, our representation in government, our rep representation in corporations, our representation in, in schools and in, in education and every facet of the American fabric, we need to be represented in, in it. And in order for us to do that, we have to use the power that we have, we have obtained throughout you know, years and many hundreds of years of, of wanting to fight for it in the last 50 years, specifically fighting for gay rights, um, wield that power to create an equal, uh, playing ground as much as equal as we can. We don't have to be overrepresented. You know, if let's say that there's 20% of the population in America is gay, if 20% of the population is gay, they say like 10, right? And there's actually, there's like say a five, usually five to 10. It's probably more like 20, but anyway, uh, GLBT, let's include all of those people. GLBT, let's say 20% of the population is GLBT some, to some extent. And if that's the case, we should have approximately 20% of people in government, 20% of people as teachers and lawyers and doctors or whatever. The same for black people, the same for Hispanic people, the same for immigrants, whatever these people, um, it's all about fucking equality. So equality is not a very difficult I don't know. It's not a difficult uh, concept for me to grasp. You know what the equal sign looks like? I mean, you know what it stands for? That's equality. <laughs> you know, A plus A equals A or B equals B or C equals A or A equals B or whatever. They all are equal to one another. So I don't understand people who think the way she does and act as if it's some sort of um, impossible dream to have. Um, it's no more impossible than her ridiculous objectivism and her ridiculousness about how, how she wants um, everyone to allow the free market, as she put it, to just take care of itself. You know, that's a very old school way of thinking. I mean, 1957, that's when Atlas Shrugged was, was written, I think. So, I mean, that's a very old way of thinking, outmoded and proven to be wrong. That's why we have poverty. We have a bazillion other issues in this country and around the world, and especially in situations that that just does not work and never will. 
so that's my little political spiel for tonight. Um, I don't think I want to talk about anything else. I think I'm done. So <laughs> I'll be back on Tuesday with the next show. I'll be back with a couple guys. We're going to talk about a few gay issues back with a normal gay mass show. So I hope to see you and hear from you then. Thanks for listening. Good night. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 